everyone. Welcome back to Private Club Radio. I'm your host, Denny Corby. This episode, we have an NCA update with our friend Joe Trogger, CEO over at the NCA National Club Association. We learn about the NCA's Champion Club Conference coming up November 13th. It is a one-day conference uh, all about hosting an elite golf championship at your club. For the first time, the National Club Association is bringing together leaders from clubs that have hosted golf championships and connecting with clubs that want to host golf championships. So it's going to be a really fun day of collaboration, networking, and information sharing. We're going to hear from Colin Burns, Apogee Golf and former GM of Winged Foot Golf Club, Robbie Zalznick, former USGA Senior Director of Player Services, Kevin Bozada from Augusta National Golf Club, and Jeffrey Crafley, I think I butchered your name, I'm really sorry, from Congressional Country Club. And we learn a couple new words from Joe, including gigification and caddydom. <laughs> Let's welcome CEO of the NCA, Joe Trogger. Welcome back, Joe. Thanks for being on here. Uh, so what's new in the NCA world? Well, thanks, Danny. It's always great to be with you. Um, so we've got a lot of things happening at the National Club Association, and um, we're pretty excited about it. We just came off of having our board meeting um, up at the Country Club in Brookline um, on the 27th of September. And, you know, we're cl- completing my first year as uh, the, the CEO um, playing that role and um, looking toward the future, looking a little bit backwards, seeing, you know, what's been working, what's not been working. And things we can improve. Um, and really just uh, during the board meeting kind of laid out a vision for the National Club Association, what we're going to be and, and how we're going to how we're going to achieve our objectives. So it's it's been a lot of uh, good, fun, um, exciting conversations. And um, we're just uh, really looking forward to the next year uh, as an organization. You know, we do have a couple of things that we're trying differently. Um, Right off the bat, uh, we have a new uh, club champ or championship club conference that we're putting on on November thirteenth. That yes. is, uh, we have uh, some notable speakers that will be joining us. We have Colin Burns, who's of course the f- former GM of Winged Foot, uh, host of a couple of uh, U.S. Opens. We have Kevin Bozado, who's the club clubhouse manager at Augusta National uh, Golf Club. Um, he's going to talk a little bit about. Uh, the patron experience and uh, service excellence. And we have uh, Jeffrey Kreefel with the Congressional Country Club. So obviously they've done a number of uh, major tournaments. And um, yeah, it's, it, we're looking forward to a great conversation. It's going to be held at Army-Navy Country Club on November 13th. And uh, that'll run from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. Uh, with some social, uh, you know, sort of networking events and, and um discussions afterwards. So that's uh, that's exciting. That's a new launch event for the National Club Association. And really what we're trying to do is, um, you know, as clubs consider whether they're going to host a championship, and it could be anything from the PGA Tour event, uh, LPGA, Corn Ferry, Epson Tour, USGA, you know, qualifiers, uh, USGA, uh, you know, am- amateur events, uh, could be a state golf championship, um, things like that. There's a lot of things that go into those those putting on those events and a lot of things that board members need to consider as they decide whether or not they're going to, you know, relinquish their club for a week or 
uh, whatever period of time they need in order to hold those events. Um, and, you know, there, we get into some infrastructure changes and course design changes and things like that, that also board members need to consider. So what we thought would be a good idea is to get a group of folks together that have put on these events and talk about all of the things that go into hosting, um, you know, an elite level golf tournament, uh, or championship and, um, have a discussion about it. And, and, you know, we're, again, it's a launch event. So we're, we're kind of, uh, we're kind of excited ourselves to see how it goes. Um, so, but I think it's going to be a good conversation. There have been other, uh, you know, meetings that are similar that have happened, um, you know, as part of CMAA and, and other um, more informal, I think, formats. But this is, I think, um, you know, what we're trying to do is create a dedicated forum to have those conversations and bring people together and talk about the, you know, challenges and opportunities that holding these events have for clubs. I like that. I like that a lot. That's really good. And I think, you know, going into the moving into the future a bit, the more I'm just seeing not just the club world, but all industries, it's these very niche micro, I won't say conferences, but workshops, you know, whatever you want to call them, because they realize it's such a specific thing, but it's so, so important. And just having those groups of people together and having that knowledge, that brain power is, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and, one of the things that is really, I think, is one of the big roles that the National Club Association can play within the club community is really to be the convener, um, to bring folks together, to talk about experiences, their experiences, um, you know, because a lot of clubs, you know, they they have the same challenges and, you know, we can all learn each, learn from each other's experiences. And, and that's, that's, you know, one of the big roles I see for the National Club Association going forward is to be that convener for, um, you know, for clubs. And I'm, when I say clubs, I'm thinking of, you know, not only the, the general managers who have the day-to-day operations of the clubs that they are responsible for, but also the club leadership. So, you know, club board members, club committee members, club presidents, uh, executive committee members, um, you, you know, there's a lot of things that, that they wrestle with on a, um, you know, a regular basis that they could use more information, um, you know, to make those decisions. And it sort of lends itself, I guess, at this point to kind of explaining what my vision for the National Club Association is going forward which is that I, I really want the National Club Association to be the connection that private club leaders have with the overall, the broader club community. Um, y- you know, we can talk about other associations that are connections for the broader club community, for general managers and, the, you know, the management, of course, superintendents and the various professions within the club. But, um, you know, there's, there's, no, the, I think the NCA really should play that role for the board members and the members of clubs themselves. So that's really, a, you know, part of the vision I have for the club association going forward is that we want to be that connection for club, uh, private club leadership to the broader club, private club community. Um, so, you know, well, it's a, it's, I think it's a lofty goal, something that, you know, you, you don't know if you're ever really going to achieve it, um, but it's something that we really want to try to achieve and, and move towards, um, you know, and I think we have the resources and, and the expertise available to, to serve that role. Um, you know, we have the club director magazine, which is, uh, I think the, one of the marquee, if not the marquee publication within the private club community. 
Um, so we'll use that as a vehicle to build and, and really cement that connection for private club leadership. Like the, uh, congrats coming up on your, on your one year here, uh, at, at the NCA, you know, what do you think have been some of the biggest challenges and learning experiences? You know, can you maybe talk about that? Cause I think that's pretty, pretty interesting. And I think hearing your point of view would be really insightful. Do you mean, um, challenges as far as the new CEO or for the club sure. community or, or both? I mean, to me, I kind of like having, giving you that openness because challenges for me is different than challenges for you. So, you know, I always think it's, Hey, maybe what were some of your expectations? Were there any challenges that you did not even think about that? You're like, this is a thing, or this is, you know, harder than I thought, sure. or this is maybe easier than I thought, or like, Hey, this is like the big, like epiphany I had. Um, you know, it, it's been, you know, almost, yeah. almost one year. What's, what's been the yeah, feedback? I, I think if, if there was a challenge I would point to, and I, and I think, um, you, you know, one of the things I talked to the board about is, is really trying to, it sort of goes back to my previous answer, or previous discussion, trying to cultivate that sense of national club association is that connection to the broader club community for private club leadership you, you know like i said it's a, it's a it's a lofty goal and it's it's difficult to take something that's intangible and make it tangible um so you know i i do think that that's a challenge i i do think that there's um you know some things that um you know, we can do better as an organization. I, one of the things I talked to the board about was, um, I use the term operationalizing our government relations a little bit more. Um, and by operate operationalizing, what I mean is, um, taking concepts and, um, uh, issues that we face here in Washington, uh, you know, whether it's legislative or regulatory and, really making a, a concerted effort to translate how that affects a private club and how private club board members need to understand these issues and absorb these issues because they will eventually affect how the club is run, the financial position of the club potentially, and other other issues. So I'll, I'll, I'll use an example, and this is really kind of the test case that we're using. Um, the Department of Labor a month, this, I think it was about a month ago, released a proposed rule that would change the threshold for the minimum amount you have to pay an employee to consider them exempt from overtime. So um, right now, currently, the overtime threshold, again, that's the minimum amount of salary you have to pay an individual um, to be you know, exempt from overtime, is a little over $35,000 a year. Um, what the Department of Labor Wage and Hour Division is saying is that they want to increase that minimum threshold from 35000 to at least 55000 and potentially over $60,000. So, and they're not going to change the duties test or, you know, how they calculate commissions as they get as part of that, that overall uh, threshold number, uh, which is a whole nother bucket of issues for private clubs. But how do we take that information and translate it in such a way that a general manager or a club president who interacts with the National Club Association can share that information with the board and also prompt a discussion about what that means for their individual club and what they need to do to prepare for any changes that are coming about? So what we've done is we've taken what is now a proposed rule, you know, going through the comment period, that kind of thing. We've provided a, a 
kind of a one-page background on the issue. And then we, we've included some questions, things that club leaders need to think about in terms of the regulation and what potential impact it has on the club and spur that conversation within the boardroom or within the management team, those types of things. Um, so really operationalizing it. Um, and then obviously as an organization that interacts with the Department of Labor and Congress, um, we're hoping that individuals pro provide us the feedback that, hey, this is going to affect our clubs by, by you know, effectively demoting four of our employees who were, you know, previously exempt um, an hour, you know, and put them in an hourly category where now we have to limit their hours and, and all of that kind of stuff in order to avoid pay paying overtime. Um, that kind of information is, is important for us in the sense of ma making sure that the Department of Labor and the legislators uh, understand the impact of these regulations or legislation on our business. Um, so it's really kind of trying to create more of a two-way street, but the main focus is really trying to translate from an operational perspective what these things mean for club board members and club management going forward. And that's just scratching the surface. No, I know. That's, that's, oh, what a, what a bump. 35 to 55 to 60. Yeah. Holy gnoly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, it's wow. effectively, I mentioned it in, in context with the, the backgrounder, but it's effectively taking, you know, a whole cadre of employees that were previously considered managers or, you know, supervisors or, you know, salaried professionals and effectively demoting them and saying, you're no longer a professional. Um, and simply because of, you know, some numerical number that we're going to cut it off, um, you're demoted. Now you're an hourly employee. You have to track your hours. You have to check in, you have to check out. And, you know, by virtue of that, we need to make sure that you're not getting overtime. Um, so it really, I, I think hampers the, the individual growth of employees. Um, you know, that, that clubs really want to, to foster. So it's, a you know, it's, it's a difficult issue and one that, uh, I think clubs around the country are going to have to wrestle with. Yeah. And I've been put together the pieces. It's, it's not just that financial aspect. It is the morale. It's that self-esteem. It's, that, you know, mentalness of the whole sort of, I don't want to say game, but, you know, going into it and, you know, having ownership and pride and, who you work for and what you do. Wow. Yeah. That, yeah, you're right. Just scratching the surface. Holy, holy. Yeah. Man. And it also affects, you know, clubs um, do have a seasonal aspect to them. And, um, you know, if an employee is, uh, you know, works a tremendous amount of, amount of hours during season, um, you know, by effectively demoting them, that now means that they're going to earn less money. Um, just by government fiat and it's it's problematic and and we just need to be thoughtful about how we go forward uh, with implementing this in in the club sector um you know we don't have a final rule yet we probably won't see one until i think december january at the earliest um the comment period ends on november 7th and um but yeah i mean i it, it, this is something that will happen um, it's just a matter of, uh, of time and timing. Um, so yeah, I, I'm thinking December or January would be the earliest that we'd see a final regulation. And then you'd have a, probably a couple of months before it actually goes into effect. So come, come March, April, 
maybe May, uh, we'll be having to implement these issues uh, across the country. And that probably affects 24 budgets. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that affects, you know, everything that people are doing now and getting ready for. I'm sure that puts a puts a, a, a twist in the turn. What, what they call the, a nut in the road or a, whatever you know yeah. what people call it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I'm, I'm a, a tiny bit dumb at this. I'm assuming possibly that would also affect benefits and health. Would that, would this also affect those sort of things when you take somebody from a salary down to hourly? Does that affect things or maybe is that more maybe statewide and it could. Um, I, I think that's really more situational and not, not something right. that we'd necessarily be able to say as a blanket statement. Um, y y you know, yeah, I, I mean, it, it potentially could. Um, you know, we'll get into a situation where if somebody's near that that cusp, say they're making 50000 now, um, you know, clubs might decide, okay, well, we'll just bump them up to 55 or 60 or whatever that number is in order to continue to call them, uh, consider them exempt. Um, but what do you do for folks that are at that lower level where you can't make that jump, um, you know, very easily. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, as you mentioned, there's some mora morale issues. There's going to be some, you know, um, difficult conversations ahead for, uh, general managers and, and boards, um, and how they deal with this. So, um, you know, our job, I think, uh, from my perspective is to help clubs anticipate these things and prepare them to you know, ask the right questions. Any other, um, I don't want to say issues, but topics that might affect, you know, coming up at the end of 23 into 2024, um, yeah. you know, that, that puts a little fork in the road. Are there any other, uh, topics that are kind of coming yeah. to mind that should be aware of for 24? There are, we're, we're anticipating a final rule on the independent contractor, uh, regulation from the department of labor as well. Um, that really could be finalized, um, you know, any day. Um, and of course, that, that's an issue we've been wrestling with for years, um, you know, and, and the difficulty in this is, yes, we can anticipate when these rules are going to come out and implementation and all of those kinds of things. But there's also a, a litigation aspect to these where, you know, they very well could end up in litigation. I think that's almost 100 percent certainty for the independent contractor regulation. Um, I think there's a. Uh, you know, less than 100% on the overtime threshold, but I, I would anticipate there would be some litigation around it. And then that throws a, um, you know, a monkey wrench into things too, in terms of implementation and does it go into effect? Where does it go into effect? Um, you know, are some states exempt from it because of a judicial order or some, you know, it, it, so we, we just have to keep an eye on these things and, you know, we'll, we'll do our best to make sure that um, National Club Association members are aware and, um, you know, we do that through a series of things. We have our Washington weekly update, which goes out every Monday or Tuesday, whenever Congress is in session. And then we also do, uh, member alerts. Um, so if something really important happens, uh, new regulation is announced or something goes into effect or, um, even some, you know, announcements about the economy and, and jobs numbers, those types of things. What we try to do is send out a member alert so that, um, our folks are at least get a heads up that, you know, something's happening or, you know, um, this has happened and you should, you should look into it further. And can you summarize the independent contractor bit? 
So the independent contractor regulation has been, as I mentioned, a, an ongoing battle for some time. And it really what it centers on is whether or not um, somebody who is providing a service for an employer is considered an independent contractor or an employee. Um, the state of California has gone through, um, you know, their process with a three-prong test to determine whether or not somebody is an employee. Um, and really what it boils down to is the, these, these tests, um, that the Department of Labor and, and the state, you know, state Department of Labor in California, they really skew towards making somebody an employee as opposed to an independent contractor. And it's really tried, it, it's trying to get at the, if I can make up a term, the over gigification of the employment space, um, you know, think about Uber and Lyft and, you know, those types of apps, um, so it, it's it's really trying to for, force employers to consider people employees as opposed to independent contractors. Um, the Trump administration did try to go through and and change that definition. That was um, stripped by the Biden administration when they came in. And if, if there's one sort of explanation I could give for the way that they would like to go with this regulation is that... Um, Essentially, if if the employee or if the the person is providing a service that is a core function of um, or you know core sort of purpose of the employer, they're going to be considered an employee. Um, you know that's that's really what it boils down to, and where it really has affected clubs is uh, for caddies. Um, you know, caddies have historically been considered independent contractors. Um, and by historically, I mean, I meaning since the beginning of caddydom, um, you know, in the early 20th century. And, um, you know, some, some clubs have brought them in house and made them employees. Um, others continue to operate on an ind independent contractor basis, or, you know, they'll hire a third party that hires caddies and, you know, we, and provides them to the, to the club for, for their services. So it, there's different approaches that clubs can take. Um, but the, the nut of it all is really based on federal regulation, um, through the department of labor. So I mean, caddydom and gigification, this has been, it, it's caddydom an actual word or do you, do you just throw, throw that one out there too? Well, I figured if I started with gigification, I could throw candy Getting back to the organizational side of things, um, obviously you mentioned the the new club uh, or championship club conference um, is something that we're very excited about. We're also looking at other um, things that we're going to be doing differently uh, as the National Club Association, um, really trying to engage uh, private club leadership, so the boards. Um, on a more regular, ongoing, sustainable basis. Um, and we have some mechanisms that we're working in putting together to, to help us accomplish doing that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think we're, we're at a stage right now where we've, we've, I think, done a good job, um, in the last year or two of, um, you know, looking at what it is the National Club Association is, who we serve. Um, and, and we're at that exciting stage where we're starting to launch new products and, and, um, really trying to do that outreach and, and get folks engaged with, with our organization. Love it. All right, sir. Thank you so much for being on. You're going to be on a more in the future. Um, yes. And 
Talk to you soon. Thanks for being on. Thanks, Danny. Hope you all enjoyed that episode. If you're interested in more about the NCA, head on over to nationalclub.org, as well as to learn more information about their Champion Club Conference. Coming up, until next time, get all on the flippity flip.